Happy 2022, everyone, and welcome back to a new year of Blake's Take. And thank you for all your support in 2021. Let's keep it going in 2022. So with that, what is a new year without bowl games? We had three great matchups to kick off 2022, starting with none other than the granddaddy of them all in the Rose Bowl, where we had the Pac-12 champion Utah Utes taking on the hungry Ohio State Buckeyes, who were looking to avenge their loss to the Michigan Wolverines, who kicked them out of the college football playoff in Ann Arbor. The Utes punched the Buckeyes in the mouth, jumping out to an early two-score lead in the first quarter. But then in the second, it was one of the wildest quarters of football I have ever seen, with six touchdowns in total, three from both sides, and a back-and-forth offensive battle. Nevertheless, the Utes would maintain their lead going into the break. In the second half, the Buckeye defense would find their footing as they were able to hold the Utes to just three points for the majority of the second half after posting 35 in the first. This allowed the Buckeye offense time to catch up themselves through none other than Jackson Smith and Jimba, who set an FPS bowl record with 347 receiving yards. Him and quarterback CJ Stroud would connect 15 times and find the end zone three times. Stroud did some record setting of his own, tossing three more touchdowns on top of his others to Smith and Jimba, and behind his school record 573 passing yards. These two were going off. And this Buckeye, this led the Buckeyes to eventually find a 45-38 lead that put the pressure on Cam Rising and the Utes to respond. Unfortunately, the unthinkable would then happen as Rising fell hard on his way to the ground the following drive and would not be able to return. This brought in backup Bryson Barnes, who had yet to attempt a career college pass. Despite the odds, Barnes led a game-tying touchdown drive in the final minutes to keep the Utes in it. Nevertheless, the Buckeyes, as they so often do, get the last laugh after Stroud and Smith and Jimba led a drive to set up the game-winning field goal. Even though it didn't go the Pac-12's way, this was truly still one of the best Rose Bowls of all time. I am very impressed with Utah's performance against a national championship contender like Ohio State, and I see them being a legit threat to repeat as Pac-12 champions, certainly Pac-12 South champions. On to another incredible bowl game in the first uh, bowl of the year where we had the Oklahoma State Cowboys and the Notre Dame Fighting Irish going at it in the Fiesta Bowl. Like Utah, the Fighting Irish jumped out to an early 28-7 lead with just over a minute remaining in the second quarter. But it wouldn't take long for the Cowboys to eliminate that deficit, as they had quick scores both going into the half and coming out of it to make it just a one-score game. Not only were the Cowboys able to get hot themselves on offense, they were also to burn out the flame that ignited the Notre Dame offense in the first half, holding Jack Cohen to just 40 yards in the third quarter, following his 342 yards in the first half. It was an intense defensive fourth quarter, with both teams coming up with big stops and forcing several turnovers. Ultimately, the Cowboys would pull off the largest comeback in Fiesta Bowl history and shock Notre Dame to become Fiesta Bowl champions. So now, with that, we have now, last but certainly not least, the Sugar Bowl, where Baylor was looking to keep the Big 12's win streak going against NFL prospect Matt Corral and the Ole Miss Rebels. 
Unfortunately, Corral's Sugar Bowl performance would be cut short as he came down with a right leg injury while being sacked in the first quarter. This was a huge hit for the Rebels offense who were not able to hold on to the Hungry Bears on the Baylor defense who posted 10 sacks, broke up 7 passes, and came down with 3 interceptions on the day with most notably Al Walcott picking off backup Luke Almeider, Aldemeyer and taking it 96 yards to the house for the first score of the game. The Bears continued to play punch-mouth football on the other side of the ball with rushing for 279 yards on the ground. Plain and simple, Baylor just out-physicaled Ole Miss and bullied their way to their first Sugar Bowl victory since 1957 and their first 12-win season in program history. This is a huge turnaround from last season where Baylor only won two games. Along with Oklahoma State, Baylor is helping to pave a new era in the Big 12. With Texas and Oklahoma departing for the SEC in the near future, I see these two programs taking over the new Big 12 and competing for a spot in the college football playoff. While everyone thought the Big 12 would become the weakest Power 5 conference with the loss of two major programs, it by far is the Pac-12 after their poor postseason performance. I hate to say it with uh, so many schools in us, but the Big 12 went 4-2 in their bowl games, while the Pac-12 went 0-6. The Pac-12 really has to turn things around next fall as we are not living up to the expectation and the title of Conference of Champions. Hopefully, this new presence of Utah atop the Pac-12, the rebuilding of the USC program alongside Lincoln Riley, and the continued development of other programs across the conference will help carry this conference back to national championship contention. Anyway, it was still an entertaining bowl season filled with lots of excitement and drama that I hope carries over into both the national championship game between two SEC heavyweights and into the next college football season. Hope you all enjoyed that. You can catch all more about college football news, the national, upcoming national championship, and all local and national sports here on Blake's Take on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and or YouTube. Subscribe and like to stay up to date, and I will see you all in the next one. Have a great day.